Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know, I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Happy holidays. This is Everyone's Talking Money. I'm your host, Shauna Game, and welcome to Dave 7 of our 12 Days of Holiday episodes. I love this episode. It was with Terry Crawley, and it was all about the just incredible connection between your sleep and money. Two things that you probably wouldn't think go together, but actually do, right? Because if you're not getting enough sleep, your body's not nourished, your brain can't function in the you know capacity that you need it to, and you just you're not able to make great money decisions. So, wow, this is like a great one, and I really hope that you just sink in all of Terry's wise words. And 
hopefully you can get some really good rest this holiday season. All right, let's start talking. You know, what comes first? It's a little bit of a, a vicious cycle. We're stressed out, then we don't get enough sleep. So, and then, you know, we get more stressed out because of sleep deprivation. And then we start thinking about the money part. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Raise your hand if you are sleepy. So we get a puppy this last year, and I have to tell you, I was not used to not sleeping, and my body was literally screaming for some good rest. So according to our guest, Terry Crawley, a registered nurse and certified clinical sleep educator, and author of Sleeping Your Way to the Top, we are all (laughs) not getting enough sleep. As she describes, it is this vicious cycle between the lack of sleep and money stress, so no wonder why you are probably stressed out and pretty darn sleepy. Terry's got some great tricks up her sleeve, though, that can help you both sleep better and worry a little less about money. Write down at the end of your workday, write down everything on paper your financial stressors, your to-do list, your to-worry-about list. Literally handwrite it, put it on paper. Things look more manageable when they're on paper. This episode is guaranteed to help you sleep better and stress less. Terry shares how much sleep you should actually be getting, why you need to schedule it, what to do if you wake up and you have the urge to start doom-scrolling, which I always do, and so much more. So here's to you getting some good sleep and putting those money worries aside. Let's start talking. Real quick before we jump in the conversation, I just want to talk to you about the sponsors of this podcast. You know, it's my job to bring you only the best companies and products that I believe will help you live a better life, save some time and money, and help you build and protect your cash. So to do that, I personally vet every single sponsor to make sure they are Shauna approved. These sponsors help keep this show free to you and allow us to bring on some amazing guests to help you on your money journey. So here's where you come in. I need you to do me a favor and like and support the sponsors on this show that you love so we can keep this podcast growing for years. You can find all the links in the show notes to all our sponsors along with a special code for all of our ETM discounts and deals. Thanks so much, my friend. Into the episode we go. You know, I really want to dissect all of these reasons about why we aren't sleeping. I have got so many questions for you, and I know you've got a lot of tools to really help us out that uh, that we're going to go through because I feel like we all have, um, you know, cycles of like money, anxiety. We all have stress. We all have lost sleep. I mean, I know that I wake up so many times during the middle of the night. And I'm instantly like, oh, no, the minute I have a thought or a a worry or I'm thinking about money, my brain is just going nonstop. And then I just know I'm not going back to sleep. It's kind of like a losing battle. (laughs) Um, Okay, we'll we'll work on that today. Okay, good, good. I want to talk first about some of these 
alarming stats around sleep that you sent over. I want to just read a couple. So according to a 2022 study by the American Institute of Stress and APA, 87% of Americans are stressed due to rising inflation. We know this, right? And 65% of Americans responded that they're stressed about money and the economy. Mm-hmm. And this is the highest you know, recorded figure in more than six years. So we know that money and stress can be really detrimental to our physical, mental, emotional sleep, emotional right. health, sorry. And that can all lead to just terrible sleep. So, you know, h- how is it possible that we can we can get to sleep when we're all so stressed out about money? <laughs> it's it's a great question and here's how to approach it. The best way to approach it is we have to reframe how we look at sleep. And I'll get to the money part in a second. But sleep really helps every one of us handle stress. Things seem much more manageable when we're well rested. So that's the tricky part. You know, what comes first? It's a little bit of a, a vicious cycle. We're stressed out, then we don't get enough sleep. So, and then, you know, we get more stressed out because of sleep deprivation. And then we start thinking about the money part. So what we have to do is truly hyper focus without getting stressed, which I'll tell you how to do that about, about getting enough sleep every day. Make it a daily priority in your life. And you're going to find that everything is much more manageable and how to do that best. I mean, it, that's a tall order, you know, get, but if you start seeing how getting enough hours of sleep a night and for most adults, it's seven to nine hours every single night. And you really have to kind of schedule it and make room for it, make time for it. And that's easier to do once you understand its importance. So. How do you fall asleep when you're stressed out so you can get the sleep you need to not be stressed out? There are a couple of cool things you can do. One of them is write down at the end of your workday, write down everything on paper, your financial stressors, your to-do list, your to-worry-about list. Literally handwrite it, put it on paper. Things look more manageable when they're on paper and it will help you. You know, when you hit, when your head hits the pillow at night, so many people tell me their mind starts racing and then they're completely stressed out and they can't fall asleep. That, that whole thing, I get it. But were there a few tips to try to offset that? And so list making is one. There's actually been some research about it. It helps. Number two, make the goal at night. Um, to get to bed on time, find what that bedtime is. There are bedtime calculators online that can help you sort of work out the schedule. Those are great for kids and adults to go put in, you know, your, your age and how much sleep you should be getting by age. And then you can sort of help get your bedtime and wake time established. So another, a thing you can do at night is set a bedtime alarm. You know, a lot of people, we, we get, caught up in the news. We're thinking about finances we're, or, or we're doing things to not think, you know, binge watching our favorite TV show, you know, all those things. Set I don't bed- know what you're talking about, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Set a bedtime alarm. So you go to, you know, start getting ready for bed on time. And now this is a key part of that time frame. Have a bedtime routine, just like kids. We need a time to transition our minds and our bodies from wake to sleep. 
doing that will help you fall asleep easier and sleep through the night better. Now it's, um, so do that, whatever that routine is and make it relaxing and pleasant, whether it's a warm bubble bath, some yoga stretches, doing some, um, journaling, find something that's really pleasant and relaxing. Really at night, fall to relax. Like don't, you know, don't kind of get ready for bed thinking, oh God, I got to fall asleep at such and such a time. And if I don't fall asleep then, and you know, we, we got to eliminate as many stressors in the process as possible. Make the goal to relax and then sleep will follow. So those are a couple things you can do to sort of approach it differently and realize that um, you're a little vulnerable at bedtime. If you've had a long, hard day and maybe you're trying to uh, make up for some lost sleep or you haven't been getting enough sleep and, and you're making that a goal, realize that um, it, it's it, it's definitely something where you, in the middle of, you know, you, you might wake up in the middle of the night, say, let's just say to use the restroom. Um, don't oh, don't get on your phone to check the time because sometimes you're going to check content. Sometimes you're going to check the stock markets. Like don't do that in the middle of the night or at bedtime. Um, we, we have to think of blue light. You hear a lot of things about sleep hygiene. Avoid the blue light while you're checking things on your phone or TV or iPad, whatever your device is. But the content can be quite stimulating as well and worrisome. And remember, back to the vulnerable part, we're tired. And when we're tired and when we're sleep deprived, we behave like we're intoxicated. I mean, that's how sleep deprivation affects your prefrontal cortex. We're not thinking clearly. Our judgment, we can really exhibit very poor judgment when we're sleep deprived. So do not make important financial decisions at night when you're sleep deprived. I always tell people, go to bed mad if you and your partner are arguing or you and your kids don't don't have everything out at night. Don't do important discussions at night or any time during the day when you're sleep deprived or excessively tired, because we're not thinking clearly. Okay, so you 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 said a lot of things there that were just so amazing. One of the things you said was that we most of us need like seven to nine hours, right? Yes. So I'm curious about this because you know my husband and I are two completely different creatures. He can probably. Um, survive. I don't know if he's thriving, but he could survive on very, very, very little sleep. I cannot. <laughs> like I kind of the joke in my friend group is like, oh, Shauna needs to, Shauna needs to go to sleep, you know? And so by like, I would say by like 9, 9.30, my body's like, okay, it is time to go to sleep. And if I push it much past that, I can I can really tell like I'm probably not the best human to be around. Right. <laughs> so where does like how does it change based on person to person or is it that we all actually need that much sleep but just some of us aren't getting that much and some of us are? Okay, there are some people and less than 1% of the total population are true short sleepers that need say six hours or less a night and they do well. They don't have health problems. They're, they're healthy. Immune system's working great. They're functioning optimally, performing well. Um, very few people do have that genetic variant. The rest of us need that seven to nine <laughs> hours. Now I do run into people that believe they're short sleepers. 
And I'll go to workshops or and do my seminars and people say, oh, I've got so much to do. I, I literally had a had a woman <laughs> take me on in one of my seminars. She was in the front row, raised her hand and said, Terry, you're being very unrealistic to think I have eight hours to give up in a 24-hour cycle to get sleep. And I said, okay, let's let's rethink this. And and I get that. It's sort of like I'm not getting it these things done because I need my sleep. Well, you're getting a lot done when you're sleeping. <laughs> your your brain and body are really, really hard at work doing a lot of in, interesting things. We don't know all of the things that are going on. Um, we're, we're learning about those every day, but a lot of things are going on. And what happens is we actually do more and do it better when we're well-rested. And there are a lot of people that trade sleeping hours for more waking hours because they don't understand that formula. And it, it's a common misconception and a common horrible formula. I mean, so that's the pushback I get. You know, who has time? That's not realistic. But they've lost their point of reference. And I think a lot of those people don't realize how much better they'll perform, how much better they'll think through things. And, and what, I mean, any aspect of decision-making, problem-solving, productivity, Everything, communication is better. Um, the way we analyze things so much better when we're well rested. So a lot of people do lose their point of reference and they're not performing well. They have to, they make a lot of mistakes, trial and error, repeating things. Um, and, and I mean, these are, I'm talking about psychological pitfalls as well as physical. I mean, you're going to have a lot more health problems when you're not getting enough on a daily basis as well as cognitive issues. So. It's, it's a, it's definitely a tall order to tell people to get that amount of sleep. But we do the 30 day challenge where I say, get, get, find your sweet spot between seven and nine hours and see how much better you feel and do. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before Nerd Wallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy, workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Mm, Like once you start getting that amount and people don't go back to trying to shortcut it. And it's just something I wish I could say it could be, you know, shortcut it. But right now we don't, we can't do it. And I also want to add that during the week, a lot of people undersleep to get more done on a weekday. And then they'll say, well, I'll catch up on the weekends. And, and do a lot of oversleeping. Now, I'm not saying don't catch up. I mean, you you can catch up on sleep, but they're worried that this cell, I mean, there's a lot of damage being done every day when you don't get plenty of sleep or, or the sufficient amount. But even on a cellular level, damage is being done. And the research, we're, we're just not sure yet if you can undo the damage uh, um, mm, that's okay. um, incurred during the week if you're not getting sufficient amount on a nightly basis. So something that will help you do that is have a very consistent bed- bedtime and wake time that allows for sufficient sleep. And then change the way you look at it. It's not a weakness 
to get the sleep your brain and body need. It's, I think we've held those people up, you know, sort of. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't need a lot of sleep. You must be like a superhero. Right. Yeah. Or, or it's a sign of ambition or willpower. It's a character trait, but you know, really, Shauna, it's a biological necessity. We wouldn't do the same if, if I told you, Hey, Shauna, I don't need to drink a lot of water during the day. I've learned how to get by on very little water. I mean, you, you can hear how dumb that sounds. And we know that it's not the case, but that's how people still kind of treat sleep and, and think about sleep. So I think we have a lot of us have a lot of sort of bias. You know, I think we've held sleep in such low regard. We've, you know, equated it with being lazy, no willpower, no ambition, no, you know, let's go get them kind of mentality. So there's the problem. So I'm saying, let's be more upfront unapologetic for our need for sleep, fit it into our daily lives and figure out other things to delegate out so we get the sleep we need every day. Yeah. You know, it really wasn't until last year where I really realized um, the impact of not sleeping a lot. We got a puppy last March and we don't have kids. So that was kind of our first, you know, entree into not sleeping. And, you know, she would wake up a couple of times a night because She's a little puppy. She's got to go potty and we have to let her out. And I just, my body could not handle it. In fact, I started having panic attacks, Mm -hmm. um, which I had never really experienced before. And I, I, I was just like, I think this is all because I'm not sleeping and I'm not getting that quality of sleep that I, that I used to. And I was just so amazed at how not getting enough sleep could do that to your body and then I'm thinking, you know, how many people like just what you're saying, they just kind of push through and they they don't get, you know, enough sleep. Like what is actually happening in their body that sleep could help that? Exactly. I mean, you can feel it. It's so um amazing. And I think the people that either deny that feeling or that the challenges and how you don't feel on top of your game at all, you don't think clearly, you're more emotional, anxiety, depression will sleep you know, sneaking into it. Um, interesting group I spoke to once. It was a bunch of Wall Street types. And I mean, it was when I started talking about the seven to nine hour adult sleep requirement, and there was so much laughter in the room. Then people were like, well, tell him to stop calling me at 3 a.m. or texting me at whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I could I could easily say it was just a complete disregard for sleep in my audience. I would... <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get these people to sort of look at it in a different light and realize just how impaired they were? But, you know, when I was watching them give each other a hard time and there's a whole lot of um, goofiness, I, I mean, in and of itself, they were sort of exhibiting signs of sleep deprivation. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I love it, that. <laughs> it, You're like, it was, I, let me hold up a mirror to you because this is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Exactly. And it was just, oh my gosh, it, 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 it's, a, it's definitely tough because I think we, like I said, we've held sleeplessness as such a badge of honor and really equating that with success when in, in reality, um, it trips a lot of people up, but I don't think people necessarily make the connection. And you think about poor job performance, making 
horrible financial decisions, making just, I mean, there's some really catastrophic things that can come from sleep deprivation um, on so many levels. I mean, obviously, we've had all of the Exxon Valdez issues in Three Mile Island. And there was, I'm trying to think what year this was. It was oh, early in the 2000 and maybe five timeframe where a, a plane was coming into the San Francisco airport late at night. And um, it did get a lot of press, but late at night, people were tired. It was a Canadian flight. And anyway, it was a very, very terrifying near miss. But everyone involved, you know, they go do a root cause analysis for a near miss and everyone was sleep deprived and tired and making poor decisions. So, I mean... And it's on every single scale, it, it affects us and impacts us in such a negative way. But I don't think a lot of people make that connection. I mean, I talk to couples uh, about relationship issues and they're thinking, yeah. you know, sleep deprivation, I'm just sleepy. But I say, no, you're not communicating well. No, you're not behaving ethically. Um, there, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think the average person, not in, you know, reading this research every day. I'm, I'm a real nerd when it comes to reading all the studies every day, but it affects so many aspects of our personality that um, people, I think, just plain, they just don't see it at all. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Yeah, and it's so it's so crazy because it is 
I find it to be one of the most enjoyable parts of the day. (laughs) You know, you just get to lay down in a a cozy bed and, um, you know, no email, no phone, no social media, none of that for, I don't even have to talk to anybody for, you know, eight, nine hours. Um, I'm a bit of an introvert. So I actually, I actually love that. Uh, I want I want to talk to you a little bit about this idea of of sleep hygiene. I know you've you've run over like a few of the things for for us to do, but if let's say we're getting the seven to nine hours of sleep, but we're still not maybe feeling refreshed, like what about things like you know our sheets and our bed and all of those things? You know what should we be thinking about in terms of like setting up the best environment for us to sleep? Yeah, I mean the sleep environment is so important and um I think in our homes we've typically spent a lot of our energy and focus on the kitchen and you know having these lovely bathrooms with all the <laughs> the things that <laughs> I think when we start focusing more on the bedroom and it's what what's the function of the bedroom and it truly is for sleep and romance only. That's why I I talk to people about making it as serene as possible. The bedroom should be uncluttered. You know, take out the treadmill that you don't use and hang clothes from. Take out baskets of unfolded laundry. Clutter is very distracting, but really kind of look at the bedroom with a different eye, an eye toward this. I want a good night's sleep. One of the real important things is that I don't think it's enough attention is dark. That room has to be so dark and Way, way, way back when I just started out in sleep medicine and, and doing some uh, patient education, I, w- I was telling people to make the bedroom real dark. And maybe about three months into it, I said, well, I should be the one getting the blackout shade since I'm telling everyone to do that. <laughs> and, you know, w- when I did, it was such a huge difference. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, I was sort of mad at myself for not not <laughs> not listening to my preaching but that was important and now they're they're new eye shades i have to take those sleep masks with me when i travel because oh, the right, hotel yeah. environment it is definitely very um iffy and and that's something so easy that can really make for a good night's sleep and don't discount the mattress um I, I ran into a couple, um, <laughs> you know, if I tell anyone what I do, I start hearing some good, good stories. <laughs> I so, can imagine. Uh, yeah, a couple of cocktail parties, you know, it just goes on and on and on. But I had a couple tell me they've had the same, they had the same mattress for 36 years and they couldn't figure out. I kind of found that out after asking questions, but they were complaining about their sleep quality. And then lo and behold, oh yeah, 36 years. And I said, you know, you might want to go mattress shopping. <laughs> it was, you know, might be good. Yeah. Yeah. Some real basics, but I think sometimes we overlook the basics, especially when it comes to sleep because we just don't hold it in high regard, um, collectively. So that's another thing. Um, lots of new options for mattress, the sleep surface now. Couples aren't bed partners can sleep together or they don't have to. I think we're having a whole, you know, we're, we're un, is it destigmatized or un, taking the stigma out? I'm going to try it that way. We're going to take the stigma out of sleeping apart because there's probably nothing better for good romance than well-rested partners. <laughs> so, you know, we got to wheel back to that, pedal back to that and say, 
it, you know, you can have all the, all, all the romance in the world, but it, when it comes to actually getting sleep, if you can do it together wonderfully, fine, do it. If not, it, there's no shame in the game if you just uh, sleep apart because it's all about getting enough sleep. But I will tell you that middle of the night behavior is important. <laughs> in the middle of the night, when you get up to use the restroom, if you have to, avoid the bright lights, avoid looking at the clock, avoid any content on, on a device that will get you worked up, a political content, news, stock market, anything, anything. Just avoid it. And I'll tell you why that's so important. Oh, and also avoid bright lighting. If you have, don't turn on bright lights if you need minimal lighting that can get you safely to the restroom and back is optimal. We don't want all that melatonin to be suppressed from the bright lights. So I'm um, dim lighting, but um, we're much more emotional at night. And I think that's why a lot of us get pretty freaked out when we wake yeah. up in the middle of the night, because immediately it's like, you're doing the math. How, how long till I, you know, have exactly. to wake up? And, and all this, and it starts going, you know, the momentum builds and pretty soon you're in a panic state. Well, keep in mind that the brain, your brain is much more I had to best describe it emotional in the middle of the night. It's almost like we have a little bit of a different brain chemistry. There's a lot of house cleaning going on in our brains at night. And I think just understanding that, that it's, you know, it's sort of like, oh God, I'm freaking out. But you're kind of like, well, I'm kind of irrational right now and I'm not going to kind of fall for it. And I will feel a hundred percent better in the morning when I wake up. So you can just ignore it. Um, just don't lie in bed too long fighting it. Just sort of, I think a, a level of acceptance and just don't trust the crazy brain in the middle of the night and you're more likely to fall back asleep. But if it goes on for a while, get out of bed and do something in very low lighting that will distract you um, and, and look at it that way because we don't want those middle of the night panics. I would definitely keep something at the bedside. So if it needs to be in the middle of the night or when you first wake up, write down thoughts, worries, anything um, that that's bugging you. And again, putting those on paper or just stopping to remember those. And then you, cause you can have some aha moments in the middle of the right, night too. Yeah. yeah. So um, that, that that's real helpful, but yeah, don't, don't panic in the middle of the night for sure. And it's normal to wake up several times during the night. Now, if you're waking up a lot or if you're going to bed on time and, you know, mapping out that eight hours and waking up and you still feel tired, not refreshed, talk to a sleep doctor. And, and let me insert right here, address sleep at every healthcare provider encounter. Sleep is a vital sign. And we've always talked about sleep, diet, and exercise as the three pillars of health and wellness. But it's really not, that's not a, it, that model sort of cognitive, it's it's not a thing anymore. Sleep is actually the foundation because diet and exercise are completely contingent upon what's going on with that foundation of sleep. So if you're not getting enough sleep, your diet's going to fall apart and you won't have any motivation or energy to get exercise. So you really have to go back and look at sleep um, as the very first step. Well, you clearly know 
a lot about sleep. This is amazing. You are the author of two books, Sleeping Your Way to the Top. I love that. I love that title. <laughs> and and um, Snoozeby and The Great Big Bedtime Battle, <laughs> which yes, I think we all to- we yeah. all talk about that. Yes. You're also yes. a registered nurse and a certified clinical sleep educator. So where did this love of, you know, learning everything and and helping us all with sleep, where did this come from? Oh my gosh. So I was recruiting physicians to do some clinical trials for insomnia medication. And I had a sleep physician invite me to a sleep clinic in Houston, Texas, and it changed my life. I stayed up all night for a week, slept all day, like the wonderful sleep techs do. Um, You have to be really cut out for night shift work. Um, I'm not, but it was so Neither am I. (laughs) Some of us just can't do it. But it was so fascinating. And then I realized how little a lot of people understood about sleep. I saw some really severe cases of sleep apnea. And I thought, wow, because, you know, being a registered nurse, we talked a lot about seatbelt use, um, smoking cessation. We we just did so much patient education about those all these things, but sleep was never included, never addressed. Um, we, you know, always through training, you see the interns and residents coming through, working these crazy hours. You see the shift workers switching around a lot and kind of slogging through the day and not getting sleep. So anyway, it just, all of it added up to, wow, this is not getting the attention that it warrants. I mean, this is serious stuff. So it's been a a very uh, interesting and and fascinating uh, passion and uh, patient education and just general public sleep education is uh, front and center on my to-do list. So I think what's just like blowing my mind here is that when I think about it this way, a lot of us are suffering from money anxiety. And yes, there are a lot of clear reasons for that. There's Inflation, things are costing you more. The grocery store is insane. Um, you know, people are getting laid off from their jobs. There's a lot of things that make sense for us to have money anxiety. But what I also think is really interesting, kind of what you're saying is we can have money anxiety and maybe we're not sleeping, and the not sleeping is actually causing more money anxiety. So it's almost like this crazy little cycle that we stay stuck in when you know, uh, the remedy might just be the ability to get more sleep, which just sounds completely crazy. Like how in the world can that actually (laughs) solve my money anxiety? I'm just curious, like, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? And like how that could maybe transform our, you know, our relationships with money and our anxiety and fears and all of that. You just stated it beautifully. I might need to take that soundbite on, on the road with me. Okay. But that was such Done. a great um, recap of that. And there's a researcher, I think this came from um, Walter Reed Hospital, but someone in sleep medicine, a sleep researcher said, sufficient sleep is Kevlar for the mind. And think about mm-hmm. that resilience or an ability to say, wow, look at this economy, but you know what? I'm going to focus. I'm going to look at my judgment, my training. You know, I'm going to think through this. Um, I'm going to be clear headed about this. I, I mean, all of these things, I, you communicate better when you're well rested. Um, Christopher Barnes, I think he's at UNC, does a lot of research about ethics and, and things. I mean, 
all these little aspects that impact finances and our financial security and our family and friends and colleagues. I mean, think about it. All of these things, every one of them are impacted by sleep positive if we're getting enough and negatively impacted if we're not. But I think the bottom line is you act like a, you perform like a drunk person when you're, when you're sleep deprived. And I think there are a lot of people that have chronic sleep deprivation um, on board and they're, they're not performing optimally or thinking about things the way they should or sort of proceeding in a careful, thoughtful manner that they would yeah. be if, if they were not sleep deprived. And then if you're, if you're adding any substance or anything that we do to like, you know, help us maybe feel better on top of that and on top of the no sleep, I can imagine that <laughs> that just kind of like multiplies in your body and your body's like, what are you doing? Well, a lot of people, I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of people self-medicate with alcohol. You know, we had that term nightcap and that's the worst thing you can do. And I'm not going to say, oh God, don't, don't ever have an adult beverage again in your life. I'm going to say, move that time frame up. So it's earlier toward dinner time rather than right before bed. Um, because that will metabolize when you should be sleeping and really interfere with your sleep cycles. You won't be getting enough sleep. It'll be disrupted. It'll impact your REM sleep. You won't get enough. Um, so these things be cautious about because as you said, it can just really easily transform form itself into a vicious cycle. So we we have covered so much, and yet I know there's so much more to talk to talk about sleep. I want to just leave everyone with, you know, do you have a little like kind of sleep checklist or some things maybe we can think about? Maybe like we a little little couple things we can audit our own sleep. So when we leave this this conversation, we can actually like start to make some changes right now. I think the most important thing is to really flip the script. And look at sleep, not as a time waster, but how it can really improve the quality of your life. Um, because I, I don't think we've framed it in, in that context before, but start looking at it as, as how can I enhance the quality of my life? How can I make my waking hours better? Um, how can I prioritize this and, and delegate things that don't contribute? Um, to my quality of life. Um, and, and really, again, look at sleep as a vital sign. I think every person should talk about making sufficient sleep a personal, a family, a classroom, and a workplace value. I would be very unapologetic for the need to sleep. Don't be apologetic. It's not a weakness at all. It's, it's very responsible. It, it's very responsible to get the sleep you need. Um, and, and I don't think we've looked at it in those terms. Look at drowsy driving. It's as dangerous as drunk driving, but it doesn't get the attention it warrants. So right. let's flip the script and look at sleep in a different light. It's the ultimate me time. And you, the long-term health benefits, short-term physical health, mental health will be so much better when you're getting sufficient sleep every day. I started implementing some of Terry's tips and techniques, and they really do make a difference. Not to mention our pup, Winnie. She is one now, and thankfully, she's sleeping a lot better. <laughs> so we're all sleeping a lot better. But hopefully after this episode, you also have a few things to try. 
that will help you get better sleep and stop your brain from chronic money stress when you should actually be sleeping. You can grab a copy of all of Terry's books on Amazon, and you can also learn more of her sleep tips at bettersleep.org. She also tweets many, many times a day, but not at bedtime, and you can find her at The Power of Sleep. If you enjoyed this episode, hey, you got to share it with everybody you know, because we all could use more sleep and less money stress. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guest, as well as the sponsors who make this show very possible every single week. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode.